Good morning, Crestview family. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church on this uh, rainy Sunday morning. We've had a rainy weekend, but we needed it. Um, thank you for choosing to come worship with us today. If you are a guest or a visitor with us for the first time, we especially welcome you. And there are visitor cards <coughs> in the pews in front of you that you can fill out and drop in the offering plate just so we can get to know you a little better. Uh, quite a few things coming up. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. We decorated uh, the sanctuary last week, and Christmas is in full swing around here. I like it. It is a great time of the year, but it's also a busy time of the year. Um, so quite a few announcements coming on. Uh, let's see. So don't forget this week, Wednesday night services. Um, we will uh, still be practicing our Christmas play for the kids um, it's been kind of crazy with the kids and the youth because it's, it's because um, Sanders I've been Sanders been keeping them as long as she can because we want to get all the time in practice we need so we come in and we do what we do a, the best we can with our lesson a Bible study and we eat and we go on our separate way so if you're a kid or a youth be sure you're here for that Wednesday night um, let's see does anybody does anybody know for working Tuesday nobody's here to all right, well, if, you, if we're working Tuesday, they'll send a message out. So just keep an eye out for that. Saturday evening in the youth building, we're having our youth Christmas party. Um, so if you are in one of the youth classes for Sunday school or Wednesday night, you're invited to that. Um, we're going to do um, a Christmas game where you bring a $10 gift and we exchange gifts um, if you want to play, if you have a kid that wants to play and they can't afford a $10 gift, just hit me a message up and I'll make sure it's taken care of. Um, we are, let's see what we got. Uh, there are things in here about our Christmas Eve service on uh, Sunday, December the 24th. Our, our Christmas Eve service will be that morning during our regular service. Um, our soup and soup supper and Christmas caroling is Wednesday, December the 20th. And um, then on December the 16th, that's a Saturday, we're going to have a dress rehearsal for the kids' Christmas play. As soon as that's over, we're going to have a kids' Christmas party. So that's December the 16th. Uh, I will uh, reach out to the parents and give you more information for that soon. And then that Sunday, after we have our kids' Christmas play, we're having our uh, church family Christmas party, which is a potluck dinner in the fellowship hall. So uh, just keep those things in mind, and uh, you have to look at me a lot today, because Preacher Artie, he's going to come up here and pray, but he's uh, ginger hit him in the side of the head with a frying pan, so he's, no, I'm just kidding, that's not really what happened. But, oh, it was the South Pole Elf, oh, okay, that's what you told him when he woke up? Oh, okay, now anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Artie for prayer, and you guys will see me again in a little bit. Good morning. I, I do like the story of, the, of Ginger hit me with a frying pan a lot better. It goes along with her East Tennessee roots, so it'd be, it'd be good. Cast iron, fry, it's skillet. That's what it was. Okay, but uh, we do have a lot of things going on. I know this coming Wednesday night will also be the last choir practice before the Christmas cantata, so all you choir people, Sandra has given strict orders. 
Nobody can get sick. No surgeries. <coughs> nothing is allowed until the 11th. And then you can all get sick and everything, but nothing until the 11th. But the last, and then, so next Sunday will be our Christmas cantata. We're excited about that. I want to go ahead and tell you this. Out of all the years of listening to Christmas cantatas since I've been little bitty guy, I've never heard one that is steeped in the gospel of Jesus Christ like the one that you're going to be hearing next week. So I'm excited about it. It is, it is, it is a great cantata. But we have a lot of things going on. And so we're going to have do something a little bit different. Um, Merle Mills is in White Oak doing rehab right now. Uh, Whitey's surgery has been postponed until the 26th of February. They cannot give him a shot for pain. Um, so he is in pain constantly. Ruth Osborne is leaving immediately following the service, moving to Alabama with her daughter Donna. Tomorrow, Doyne is having bladder surgery for cancer. Tomorrow, Joanne is having surgery um, for cataracts. So uh, when you see her with a bandage on, it's because Doug finally had enough and he popped her with, an, uh, with a, a frying pan too. And then Terry uh, Pendleton is not here today because he's preparing for the, the lovely procedure tomorrow, if you know what I mean. So uh, be in prayer for him. But what I'm going to ask, and then we've got Joe that is dealing with uh, kidney failure, or I guess kidney failure that's continuing to get worse. Um, April, I'm trying to keep all the names straight in my head after that frying pan hit, but April is, is dealing with the same thing with, with kidney failure and facing um, dialysis and having a port put in. So, uh, what I am asking to, yes, sir. Yeah, Rick Stowe is meeting up in Asheville with the surgeons tomorrow for uh, what to do about his kidney cancer that he's just been diagnosed with. And then also this afternoon, we have uh, Celeste and Jackie will be going to the Uptown Jail at the courthouse doing jail ministry with those. Is Joe going too? And Joe too? I just gave him the look because he's supposed to be cutting back. Um, but uh, so what we're going to do. If you are sitting near. Any of these people that I've just named. I'm going to ask you if you would mind just going to them and laying your hands on them. I'm going to ask. Uh, if Mama will come up here and get with with Doyne, and if some of the 
the men will come down and, and surround Doin. And if you're sitting next to one of these people, please just go lay hands on them. And, and let's pray for these people in our church this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, it is an honor to come together with Your people and to worship You coming to Your house. And dear Lord, this season, we are celebrating the birth of our Savior, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Dear Lord, today we are going to light the Advent candle, the candle of hope, because we know that our hope is in You. And dear Lord, around this congregation, some of the people that I have mentioned can't be here with us. But dear Lord, what an honor it is to come alongside of each other and pray. Dear Lord, I read something from a supposed pastor the other day that said prayer is useless, that it is pointless. That the way we do prayer is that God cannot operate without our prayers. Dear Lord, I have never read so much garbage in my life. Because prayer is when we pour our hearts out to you. Prayer is when we seek your face and we wait for you to be God. Dear Lord, you do not have to have our permission. You do not have to, to gain power from us because you are God Almighty. And dear Lord, you already know the outcomes. You already have set in motion your plan for each of us. But dear Lord, we claim the promise that we find in Jeremiah that, that you have plans for us. You have plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And as we hear Pastor Chad preach this morning about finding joy in our circumstances, dear Lord, it is through prayer, that we lay our burdens down at your feet. It is through prayer that we talk to our best friend, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, dear Lord, as we're surrounded, these people that we've talked about this morning, and we lift them up to you. We ask that, one, that you work miracles in their lives. That you protect them. You guide the doctors. But dear Lord, we also ask that your name be glorified through their lives. That they find joy in their circumstances. That they hold on to you as their hope this morning. Dear Lord, I pray that through everything, through the jail ministry this afternoon, through the procedures that take place tomorrow, 
through the, the tests that take place. That everybody around will know that Jesus Christ is Savior. That He is our Messiah. That Your name be glorified and the Gospel be spoken. As we go throughout the rest of this day, dear Lord, bless us, allow us to be your disciples. Protect, guide, and direct. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our living Savior, where our hope is found, we pray. Amen. Let us stand and sing, Emmanuel, God with us.
Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our many blessings, but mainly for being our Lord and our Savior. We ask that you take these gifts of tithes and offering and bless it and bless the giver. For it is your name that we pray. Amen. Advent is the time beginning on the fourth Sunday before Christmas and ending on Christmas Day. Advent means coming, and it is a time of joyful expectation of the coming of our Lord, a time of watching and waiting, a time of preparation for Christmas, a time of celebration for Christ's first coming. The Advent message is of hope, peace, love, and joy. One of the most beautiful symbols of the Advent season is that of the Advent wreath. The circle of the wreath represents eternity. A circle has no beginning and no end, just as God's love is everlasting. The evergreen, which is always green, symbolizes life, growth, and hope. Purple represents royalty. Therefore, we use a purple tablecloth and candles. So I'm going to ask Laura and Izzy if they'll come. And Jonathan. <laughs> Last week, we lit the Christ candle, which is usually lit on Christmas Day. Well, since we won't be gathered on Christmas Day, we lit it last week to remind us that Everything about the Christmas season revolves around Jesus. So we will relight that one. And we will relight our first candle, the candle of hope. It is purple, signifying the waiting period. The candle is a reminder of the light of hope that the prophets told us about in Isaiah. This candle of hope is to remind us that all the years that the people waited for the coming of the Messiah, and they longed for his kingdom to be established. Today, we still have hope, just like the people of years ago, but this time we're waiting for his second coming. And like the prophets, we hope for God's love to be shared around the world and to use us in that love. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do want to praise you this morning for being the Father of light. I ask you to bless the lighting of this candle and to help us be remembered of your love for us. I ask, dear Lord, that your spirit will just fill us and just give us that warmth, and we can just use it to light everyone that we come in contact with this season. I pray for the day when, when this world will come to experience your love. Help us to live as instruments of your hope. We do love you, and we thank you, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you to stand as we sing page 100, Angels We Have Heard on High.
uh, presence here. Thank you for their conversations that they bring. Lord, thank you for this Christmas season. That is times, sometimes things around us can seem like they're falling apart, like things just aren't going our way. And even in those times, Lord, that we can find joy because we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Lord, I love you and I praise you, and I ask all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ.
Good morning again. I told you guys had to look at me a lot today. Uh, imagine, you know, it's kind of rough having to look at me a lot. Imagine my wife has to look at me every day. So imagine how she feels. Um, but that's why I wanted to, no, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about joy today, though, because, well, she's sitting right there. And um, she's going to go hide, and so we're finding joy. She's going to go hide, and we're playing hide and seek. That's really what we're doing today. No? No. All right, Joy said no. She was opting out of the hide and seek. So I do want to talk about joy, and I do apologize because I gave Artie some scripture, and I am using Philippians, and so when I prepare for any kind of sermon, I'm like preparing in my head for like seven, eight days ahead of time, and like I'm thinking, I'm praying, I'm taking notes, I'm listening to Bible studies, I'm listening to podcasts, and I'm listening to different commentaries and things like that of what's going on. And when I finally go to put pen to paper, sometimes it changes a little bit. We're still going to talk about joy today. Uh, the scripture that I put up there is I'm going to look, I'm going to be focusing on Philippians. And the reason I'm doing this is because I recently, in the past couple of a couple months back, I was really having some. Uh, Nothing really bad was going on. I was just having trouble finding joy in my life. I, was, I mean, I was happy about things, but like it was just like when things were up here, I was up here, and then like a few minutes later, back down again, and I was just having struggle, struggling finding joy. So I started doing this thing, um, this discipleship um, pr- program, and it, took, it went through the whole book of Philippians, and it took like... 10 days or so to go through like the whole book of Philippians and it was about joy and uh, I'm going to get into that here in a minute but I wanted to start out talking about joy I want to talk about happiness to begin with and the things that make us happy Uh, and so I started thinking about things that make me happy it can be things people people I'm a people person Uh, my family my friends uh, you know people I like to talk to people I want people people make me happy uh, popularity, I'm not so big into that. Uh, I'm not really big, but popularity makes people happy. Uh, fame makes people happy. Every, we live in a world where everybody is a potential, uh, a potential influencer or a, or a potential famous person, right? I, like, I know at least one, one or two people, including myself in the church, who get on TikTok and try to get famous. Anybody know? Anybody know? Anybody look? She's covering her head up over there. She's... So just and, and, and so we get on there, and so we look for fame all over. We look for these things to fill our lives, to fill us, to make us happy. And so I looked up the definition of happiness, and I looked up the definition of joy. And oddly enough, like, they're really similar according to the Oxford Language Dictionary. The definition of happiness is a feeling or showing or a feeling and of pleasure and contentment, things that make us happy things that keep us going, that get our emotions going. And I looked at joy, and the definition of joy was just, it was just feeling of, uh, feeling of great pleasure, happiness, same thing. And I thought, well, that's not right. Those aren't the same thing. And not really, because so happiness, to me, I look at happiness, happiness are things, things that fade, things of this world. So I went and I looked, and the word happy or happiness is in the Bible 10 times. You might think, well, you know, if you say something 10 times, then, all right, see, 
but then you have to look at it in, in perspective. So I looked up the word in the form, form of joy. Joy, rejoicing, or joyful. 430 times in the Bible. 400 more times, or 4,000 more times, right? Yes, for, that, that joy is, is in the Bible over happiness. Not a mathematician, sorry. And the word joy itself, just joy, is in the, in the King James. Don't fill me in. Uh, okay, I'm going to keep going. That was odd. Never had that happen before. The, um, y'all can hear that, right? Okay, just checking. All right, I thought somebody was calling me home or something. wasn't sure. So let me uh, focus a little bit, get, bring it back in. Sorry, I, in case you guys don't know, my mind has a tendency to wander. Uh, but, <laughs> so, um, joy, the word joy itself, not the variation of it, is in the King James Version 165 times. So, between the word joy being in there 165 times and joy rejoicing and joyful being in there 430 times, these things seem pretty important to our life. Um, and so, while happiness is based on our situation, joy is what we get from the Lord. And so what I want to look at, I want to look at what Paul had to write in the book of Philippians. And um, I'm going to ask you, if you can, we're going to, uh, if you're able to stand up, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to look at, not the scripture that's up there, I'm going to look at Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 through 26. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether in life or death. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. But I live on in the flesh, and this will mean the fruit from my labor, yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to part and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in flesh is more needful of you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you for your progress of joy and faith, that your rejoicing for me, may be abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word and your spirit that speaks to us. Lord, as I open my mouth today, I pray that it's not my words that come out, Lord. That you speak through me as we dive in and we look through different scriptures and different things. And, and we just look at what's going on in, the book of, in this book of Philippians, Lord, that... We seek joy through you and not happiness through our situations in life. All this I ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You guys can be seated. All right. So, <clears throat> what's going on here in Philippians? Before we go up this, Paul is in prison. Now, I want you to think about this. I asked Doring a while ago if he was happy about his situation because I was picking on him because he just happened to be right there. And he said, nope, not happy about it at all. I want you to think about this. You think Paul was happy 
to be in prison? Probably not. I mean, he's very, it, it's very hard to, hard to go through this book and find a difference, but I, can, I can't imagine that there's any happiness in being in prison because happiness is situational. Uh, if you're in prison, you have no freedom. Paul was chained to, as I was listening, going through this study that I went through, I, I realized more and more, and I knew this stuff, but you dig into it. Paul was chained to Roman soldiers 24 hours a day. Like, that's eating, uh, er sleeping, everything. Chained to soldiers 24 hours a day. And I'm sure he wasn't getting top-notch meals. I'm sure they didn't have a five-star chef in the Roman prison. Um, and so, but Paul, all through this book, he's talking about how much joy he has, how much joy that he has in Christ because of who Christ is. Paul's joy was not in his situation because that would be happiness. Paul had joy. He had joy in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, this is the time of the year. Christmas time. We're supposed to be filled with joy. But, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I'm going to tell you, because if you're like me, you don't like talking about it. But listen, this time of the year, Christmas time, when we're having to buy gifts and we're having to figure out where we're going and what everybody wants, it can be the most stressful time of the year for people, especially here in America, because we put so much focus on stuff. Stuff we have, stuff we want, stuff we want to get other people. We put so much focus into that that it can just suck the joy out of the season that we're supposed to be celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so what I want us to try to do is move past that. I want us to try to move past that. I want to look at some of these, some of these break this scripture down a little bit. The one I just read a while ago, 19 through 26. Um, he said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectations and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so also, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or or by death. He sat here and he said, listen, I may die. I may live through this. But whatever happens, it's going to magnify Jesus Christ and who, and who he did and who he is and what he did for us. Uh, I Think about that. Like sitting here talking, like nobody in here, death is a scary subject. Even though if you're a Christian, you know you're going to be, and I know that I'm going to live with Jesus Christ. There's a country song, not a Christian song, it's a country song. It says, everybody wants to go to heaven, nobody wants to go today. You ever heard it before? Listen, I want to go to heaven. But I would prefer, I, I like the idea of seeing my kids growing up, having grandkids and growing old with my wife. I don't like to think about death, but I know where I'm going. But Paul, he's in a situation, and he's just so focused on Jesus, he's just like, whatever happens, I know Jesus Christ will be magnified through my life or my death. He didn't say, well, whatever happens, one day people on Sunday morning are going to be reading what I wrote down, and I'm going to be talked about in a church on Sunday morning. He didn't say that, well... It's a pretty bad situation. 
I don't really have anything good to say. He, he knows that he could be knocking on death's door at this moment. And he's saying, you know what? Whatever it is magnifies Jesus Christ. That's what joy is. Not situational. Joy is knowing that no matter what's going to happen, no matter what happens in this plane of existence, I know that Jesus Christ, when I close my eyes, <coughs> to this world, sorry, scratchy throat. Now, when we close our eyes to this world, we're going to open them and we're going to be in the presence of God. Isn't that amazing that we can find that joy? But he goes on in verse 21, and this is what, this is what got me. I was talking about this Wednesday night. Um, like, we think about how, how, like, oh man, like, think about financial problems or uh, maybe you're, you're having to do, having to go. Uh, worry about what you're going to get for somebody for Christmas or maybe you're worried about you're having to get with somebody that go hang out at somebody's house you just don't want to be at whatever the situation is you're like gosh I'm not looking forward to that but Paul he says for me to live is Christ and to die is gain if I live on this earth I get to glorify Jesus. I get to sit here and I get to share the gospel. I get to share who Jesus is. But if I die, I'm going to be with Jesus. So it doesn't really matter. I, I, me, as an almost 40-year-old and, and been in the church my whole life and a Christian and I get up every day and I serve God, that mindset for me, like, I want to think that way. I want to think that, hey, I, I can think that way. But if I'm standing face to face with death, I don't know what I'm going to be thinking. Like, I, 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 if somebody's standing there and you're, you're looking, you can either make one choice is you're going to die, one choice you're going to live, and you will look at that person and you say, well, to live is Christ, to die is gain. I don't know that I could sit and do that. The, the faith of Paul and the joy that Paul has is just so overwhelming. And so as I was going through this study uh, that I was doing, a month back or so, and I was struggling with joy and things around me, just situational things around me, I thought, well, you know what? I don't have it that bad. Paul, this whole book, four chapters of Philippians, that's all he's doing is talking about his hope and joy in Jesus Christ. I'm going to continue through these verses a little bit more. We're going to look at them a little bit deeper. And it says, but if I live on in the flesh... This will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I, what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful to you. He knows. Just like we said, he knows that if he leaves this world, he departs. He's going to be with Jesus Christ. He's going to be in the presence of the Father and the Son. And he says, but... But if I'm here, I get to work for God and there's fruit of my labor. There's, I, get to have, I get to produce fruit. And he says, I don't know, but he says, I'm hard-pressed because he said that he knows if he lives, he's going to be with Christ. And he's kind of, and that, that's a big decision. Like, you know, like, if your things are going really tough, and like, you know, like, well, I can go be with Jesus. But he says, but it's more needful he says nevertheless to remain in the flesh is more needful of you he's not thinking about himself he's thinking about 
believers. And I want you to think about this. If this is in chapter 1, if Paul right here would have said, all right, I give up, and he would have just committed his spirit to God and give up and, and decided not to live on, Philippians would have stopped right there. And I, I'm not going to read this whole, whole four chapters, but I encourage you, even if you're not going through hard times, but if you're going through tough times, if you're having trouble finding joy, go sit down and study Philippians. There's so much joy, and you're going to look at your life, and you're going to think, I'm complaining about nothing while Paul is going through. Even if you're in your worst situation, you can find joy. Um, to finish that up, it said, And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you for all your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. He said, listen, I'm going to hang on. And I'm going to, and I know that you're going to look at my story. You're going to look at what Jesus is doing for me. And I'm going to help you grow. And there, I'm looking forward to a time when we can be together again. This whole book is, this, this whole book is amazing but this book of philippians if you're going through a tough time in life so it's so humbling it's so it brings you back down to to know that our life yes your life is important everybody's life is important but in the scope of things the gospel is what matters um so I wanted to bring this full circle, and I know today was our candle of hope. And I asked Artie, I said, well, do I need to prepare something, uh, a subject on, on hope? And he said, nah, he said, because, you know, we have the ala cantatas and stuff. And so I wanted to do joy. I, I mean, I wanted to, yes, I wanted to do joy. And so that's what I did, because joy is such an important part of our life, not just this season in our life. Our whole life, finding joy in who Jesus Christ is. And so my encouragement to you is I want you to go out and I want you to share that joy. Share the gospel. I want you to look at it the way Paul did. If I live on, and if we, as we live on, I want you to, to your goal should be fruits of your labor. Not for you, not so people look at you and say, wow, it's really inspiring. It's cool if people say that, I guess, but that's not why we're doing it. People look at you and they say, they're different. I wonder why they're so different. And it gives you the opportunity to say, what makes me different is the joy that I have. That no matter how bad my situation is, no matter what's going on around me, I have the salvation through the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Already said something last week. He said, he said he's focusing on, he said, this, we talk about the birth, but you, have, you can't just look at the birth of Christ. You have to look at the whole scope of his lifespan. You have to look from birth to resurrection to ascension into heaven because it's, it's not just one bit of a story. It's a whole story. It's the gospel that we fall short. Whether it's in our outlook on life, whether it's the choices we make in life, 
we fall short and we can't do it without Jesus Christ. Because I'm telling you what, you cannot go out into this world today. If you go out into this world today and you say, all right, I'm going to do an experiment. Go out and go to Walmart, go to the mall and say, I'm going to go try to find joy without keeping Christ in the center of it. I'm going to try to find happiness. I'm going to find something to matter this season. You're going to find greedy people. You're going to find rude people. You're going to find mean people. And you can't go out into this world, especially this time of the year, and find joy without keeping Christ in the center of it. Our joy is from Jesus Christ. So as you go out through this Christmas season and every day, I want you to go out with the purpose of making fruits of your labor. And that's this particular fruit I'm talking about is joy. Because so people look at you and say, man, what is different about them? And that leads to opportunities to share the gospel. Because they can say, man, I just, you know, I just like how you're just so happy and you're just so smiling and you're just so, such, you just have such a good outlook on situations. It gives you the opportunity to say, well, it's not me. I don't have those outlooks on situation apart from Jesus Christ and who he is. And say, listen, I, I can tell you about it. If you're looking for the joy, if you're looking for that fullness if you're looking to, to be fulfilled this this season or any season of your life I can show you how to get there so that is my encouragement to you and as we close if there's something you want to bring to the front something you want to pray about maybe you've not been maybe you've not had that joy you've not been living that joy out in your life give whatever you've got that's holding you back give it to God so you can you can show that joy throughout this Christmas season. Maybe you're not sure how to find that joy and you've been on the cusp of making a choice, giving your life over to Jesus and you're like, I don't know. The only way you're going to find joy and fulfill your life, to fill the holes that you're looking for in your life is to give, that, give your life over to Jesus. So maybe you want to make that decision. Maybe you're looking for a church home. And hey, we'd love to have you here. I think it's an awesome place. And we'd love to have you as part of it. Whatever it may be, I just want to encourage you at this time to turn it over to God and focus on joy this Christmas season as we glorify Him in everything we do. Let's bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for loving us the way you do. Thank you for the things that you do give us. But I'm so grateful that when we don't have things, when things get taken away from us and we lose things in this world, that we still have joy through who you are. Lord, I pray that I can have faith and joy like Paul, that if I were in a situation where I were chained to somebody in a Roman prison in the worst possible, in the worst possible circumstances I could be in, that I could still praise you and have faith and joy in who you are, God. Lord, I just pray that we don't walk out of here today without taking whatever we have on our hearts and turning it over to you. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I'm so grateful for your word. All this I ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, page 576, Take the Name of Jesus with You.
Father God, we come to you thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for the staff and leaders that we have that, that, that helps us in, in, in your church, helps guide us. Father God, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that we not only can read your word and study the Bible, Father God, but thank you so much that we're able to not only read the words, but to remember the author. Choices, we've talked about choices a lot this week. In our Sunday school class, we talked choices. One of the greatest gifts that we had, one of the good gifts that we've got, is we do have choices. And how we use those choices is so, oh, so important. Father God, we pray for those who are, who are facing the decisions tomorrow, who are going to be facing the surgeons, who are facing the doctors, and facing the problems. Help us to remember that when we're in our dark places, we have an opportunity for our light to shine the brightest. We ask this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. 